Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, Father's Day. Richie, I know you watched U.S. Open coverage all day today. I'm glad that you've made your way off the couch for the first time this afternoon or this evening uh, to hang out with us. Myself, T.J. Pittenger, and Richie Barnes alongside returning to the show, uh, Brooke Wyckoff of FSU Women's Hoops. Brooke, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on, and happy Father's Day. Yeah, thank you so much. I know that... Uh, Man, my day, my wife kept just telling me, I'm sorry that we're not doing anything extravagant. And I was like, I just got to chill all day and like watch the kids play. And I was, yeah. I was definitely cool with it. Yeah. I was, Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. So Richie, did you, did you do, did you make any stakes or anything? I know that you watched the coverage of the golf all day, but. Yeah, man. No, I just watched golf from literally like 10 a.m. till right before we hopped on here. Uh, but we had my mom over. It was really nice. I, I cooked out for her. We had, you know, barbecue theme, which was my dad's favorite thing to do. Uh, so we had a blast. It's always fun catching up with mom. And, uh, you know, we, we had a really good time and uh, got to hang out with my son, my miniature dachshund dog. So I, I, it was a happy Father's Day for me as well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, well, Coach, we appreciate you a ton for for taking some time. We're, we're trying to take up too much of your time. But thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us again and coming back. And uh, we're excited to uh, – to chat with you tonight. Um, let's start out with uh, things seem to be getting back to normal or normal-ish. Um, you talked about a big recruiting weekend or big visit weekend that you guys just had. But um, when you look back on the 2020-2021 season and kind of reflect on it, like I don't even know if any of us can really like, put into words what the last year has been. But, uh, you know, with Coach Sue stepping away and you stepping in and then the team – seeing a lot of success, but then also just like the complete turmoil that was the season. Like, what are your thoughts on when you look back? Like, how do you even put it into words? What do you think about it? Yeah, it's really difficult to to describe it. It still feels surreal. It felt surreal while we were going through it. And it honestly feels like it was another lifetime. And that's a go. And that's probably because we've all like, like everybody, we're so ready to get past COVID and, and move forward. Um, and thankfully it feels kind of like we're, we're back to normal. So it does feel like it was, it was forever ago. Um, but I just, I look back on it with gratitude and like, wow, you know, kind of like we made it through and, and we were able to, again, the goal the whole time was to uphold the standard that Kosu has, has established over her career here and to really not mess it up and to keep pushing forward. And I feel like we were able to do that to a certain extent. And so now she's back and we can just keep pushing forward and do it under semi-normal circumstances, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, such, such a great experience to be able to do this. And it's just so awkward, to, like in a COVID year, right? Like to, to that yeah. for, to be your interim year as a head coach, but just how valuable was that experience? Because obviously you got to coach huge win over, over Louisville. We had you on, I think right after that happened and what a massive win over number three Louisville that was, but obviously, you know, um, as an assistant now, you, you would like to be a head coach someday, I'm sure. And this year just had to be invaluable in the experience that you gained from it. Absolutely. It was it was huge just for me personally and in, in my career and, and just as a person. I mean, that's one of the things that I love so much about coaching 
besides, you know, getting to be around these young people and see them grow just selfishly, it pushes me every single day to be a better person, a better communicator, a better listener, um, you know, more empathetic. That coaching is so good for that. And especially during that year as a head coach, um, I was able to do that and, and just grow in that way. So, um, yeah, for my development, and hopefully one day I'll get the opportunity to be a head coach. Uh, it has been great for me coming back as an assistant coach. Uh, I hope I can be a better assistant, having sat in the seat of Coach Sue and understanding more about what she goes through on a daily basis. Um, but again, I'm just so thankful to Coach Sue for entrusting me and to Florida State and all the support that I received from everybody, administration, uh, boosters. Uh, I mean, Michael Alford w was amazing just texting me after every game and, and just so supportive. Um, just the entire community. I'm just so thankful for the opportunity they gave me and the support. Uh, and and just I, I'm excited to use that experience at some Man. point moving forward. Yeah, and we're huge Michael Alford fans on this podcast. I think he's been on here probably our most recurring guest. So, uh, Coach, you're you're catching up too as well, uh, coming back on the podcast. But speaking <laughs> of, of this podcast, you have your own around the moms and coaching, and that seems to be going really well. You just aired your first episode of season two for your moms and coaching podcast. Just talk to us about the foundation, the moms and coaching and the podcast where people that are listening to this tonight can go and, and hear your podcast. Cause I think it's a great thing you're doing. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks for asking about it. It's not, we don't have a cool name, like double fries, no slaw. I wish we had thought of something more creative. Um, it is just the moms and coaching podcast and uh, my co-founder Erica Lambert and I just get on an interview um, some moms just from all different levels and areas of the country and that they're basketball coaches. And so we've had some really amazing guests on. It's just fun to hear uh, their stories, to just take time and, and to dig a little deeper um, into people's backgrounds. I mean, you know, they're a mom, you know, they coach and you know how many kids they have, but uh, beyond that, you don't really get to hear many stories. So that's what we kind of want to tell and give give different moms a platform to to share their experiences and hopefully encourage others who may listen. Um, and so, yeah, season two, I guess we, we started, uh, we took a long break during the season. Again, we're moms that coach, so we're so busy. We, it's, um, <laughs> we don't have time to do all the things we love to do in moms and coaching. So we started again uh, a couple weeks ago with a great interview with KP from Stanford, who just won a national championship with their program. So yeah, we're excited and trying to get to your guys level. You guys are awesome interviewers. <laughs> I, it's hard to interview. I, I am terrible at it. Um, and, and so kudos to you guys, props to you guys for the great job you do uh, with the, with this pod. <laughs> we'll, we'll take all the praise now, but we, <laughs> we're humbled by it too, because I mean, just to be very transparent, like Richie and I are just super fans. Like that's really all like, we don't have degree. I mean, Rich, what's your degree is not in like media or anything. Like my degree is in education. Um, you know, Richie will tell me like he's got a sports management degree. I'm like, oh, sorry, but but uh, well, I, I mean, to be fair, I was sport management and did cover Florida State for the FSU for three years. But we'll just uh, ignore that, TJ. Well, but you hadn't been out for a long time. See, now we're in trouble. But like, we're just big fans. Like, we just like getting getting you know you on or Jen or Lonnie or just whoever you know, and and just kind of like talking to FSU. So. Um, I think that's what keeps it from being stuffy. Like a lot of interviews are, um, 
if I think people also know that, like you, you mentioned the name, like you guys' name is much more practical than ours. Like nobody knows like the double, you know, but I think when people know that they're going on a podcast called double fries, no slaw, like they know that they, they don't have to be so serious. Like they can, they can kind of cut loose a little bit. Like yeah, the name is literally about two contenders. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of having fun. So your daughter is starting to get into, um, some youth sports. Um, and I'll, I'll ask you this, like, how hard is it to not let your your passion and your fire that we see on the sideline at of the Tucker Center bleed over to uh to what you see when you're watching her play sports? Um, because I, I I talked to you about it off air. Like I know that I'm gonna be that dad. My mom's got or my mom, my wife, same is gonna have to be elbowing <laughs> me and saying like, "Hey, chill out and let them play." You know. So how how hard is that? It is so hard. I am going to say I am that mom uh, already. And, and I, well, I will say this. She's she's done organized sports for about a little over a year. And she started with soccer. And I don't know much about soccer. So I didn't have a lot to think or say. But there were some moments where I, I found myself starting to criticize uh, what was going on. And I, and, I, and I totally know I'm doing it. And I totally know that I'm most of the time on the other side of that, where the parents in the stands are, you know, criticized, not, you know, not always in a bad way, but judging, we all judge, we all say, okay, what's going on out there? And how could the coach do better? Found myself doing that. Uh, and then she got onto an organized basketball team. Oh boy. And I, I just, it was, it was a, it was a struggle, an internal one. I was not vocal. I, what I would do would be to pick up the phone and, um, call either, <laughs> you know, I would call somebody and be venting on the phone quietly and just, they would talk me off the ledge and tell me I was a crazy person and tell me not to be that, that mom. So, um, and, and now I've got her into some private like basketball training cause she just loves it. And I have to drop her off. And leave. I can't be there and watch because if I stay and watch, I will start coaching her and telling her to focus and telling her. And she looks at me the whole time too, which yeah. is never a good thing. So I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm just, I am, I am that mom and I don't know. I mean, she's seven and we've done nothing, but you know, I nine sport. <laughs> like, this is right. like we're not even scratching the surface of what could potentially be uh, in terms of like competition level and things like that. So it's concerning. Um, but again, another opportunity to grow. These <laughs> parenting, coaching, these are, it's all about making, I have to grow first and yeah. foremost. <laughs> no, no doubt. Just wait until she's in middle and high school and wow. see if you're able to <laughs> hold some of that back. Um, <laughs> Are you able, so like, obviously you coach, you know, essentially, you know, young adults, right? Can you tell with her, like, is she, is she pretty athletic? Is she pretty coordinated? Obviously she's got the genes, right? But like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. is she, I know it's hard to tell at seven, but like, is she good? She is coordinated. And you know, what it is, is that it, she, she's seen it from the time she was a like a baby. You know, she's been exposed. I think that has so much to do with it. A lot of, you know, you hear these great stories about people that have never been exposed to a sport and they pick it up like that. Or, you know, their parents have no idea about this 
this new sport and, and these, they're just naturals. I, I don't know for her because she has been around it for day, from day one, um, watches it all the time, even when she doesn't think she's watching it. Uh, so she does have a natural tendency to kind of, you know, know what to do and be coordinated when it comes to basketball. Um, and so I don't know. I really, I, I don't want to push it, even though when she's, when she's playing, I'm the crazy mom. I definitely am, am doing, I think, a decent job of just letting her kind of dictate if she wants to do something. If she doesn't, um, I'm I'm not going to be heartbroken if she gives up basketball. And uh, I'll be thrilled if she continues to play. But it might be a good thing if she doesn't. <laughs> I don't know because of how nuts I'll be. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, what we're exposed to, we kind of sometimes – pick up a little bit easier. So poor thing kind of has no choice at the moment, but we'll see how it pans out. She's only seven. Um, So she's got a little bit of time to go, but have you, has it entered your mind that how cool it would be to coach her? Like, have you thought about that? Like, have you thought about that? Even though it's probably like, what'd you say? 11 years, you know, 10, 11 years away. Yeah. I, it does enter my mind. And, and again, I, I don't know. I, I would love to, I know for sure that at the college level, like I would love to be around her every day. And if I'm coaching and she's playing, if she's somewhere else, I probably won't be able to see many games. You know, I probably won't be able to be there. Um, at the same time, uh, we, you know, it'd have to be a very thought, well thought out and, and discussed a lot uh, beforehand. Uh, but she, she's got lots of dreams already. Like, you know, she's, she wants to, you know, she wants to play soccer in college. She wants to go to Howard university. She, then sometimes she wants to be a Florida, you know, at Florida state and play for me. She wants to wear my number and then she wants to wear number one. I mean, she's got all kinds of dreams. So I'm just kind of riding the wave and, and we'll see what happens. Um, and hopefully by that time I'll be a much more mature coach in person and better mom. And, and so we'll be able to handle it a little better than maybe I would be if I had to coach her right now. <laughs> so, so coach, we had the Olympics coming up and I definitely want to get into that, but you know, we're, we're obviously sponsored by Guthrie's that we think that is the best food in Tallahassee, but we were told that you are a huge fan of Jimmy John's. Um, I'm a big, uh, big, I'm a big, big John in Hunter's Club. So the roast beef, right? That that's my go-to every time I go. Uh, what's your go-to there? Because uh, again, we were told like you have to ask about this because she is a huge Jimmy John's fan. Oh gosh, man! I cannot believe they told you this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so embarrassing. But it is literally like it. It is. I am a huge fan. I I eat it probably more than anything else I eat, and because it's so convenient, um, you know, they deliver so quick. To I get it when I'm at work, and it's like. Uh, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say sometimes like as early as 1030 in the morning, like if I've worked out, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I just, if I've worked out in the morning early and I'm at the office and it's been a few hours and I, you know, I'm like 1030, like, Oh, they're opening. Let me, let me, <laughs> dang, the so easy to use. Anyway, I, I do go for the little John. I, I, I'm a totally tuned up little John with the salt and vinegar chips and I have to get uh, two kicking uh, ranches on the side. <laughs> that <is laughs> epic. Nothing I, just, I, uh, I love it. It's, if, it's, uh, yeah, so good. 
if any of the Jimmy John's people are listening, uh-huh. we can bring Brooke on weekly for a uh, segment if you guys want to sponsor it. So just, <laughs> yeah. just let us just slide in our DMs and let us know. Guthrie's <laughs> oh, won't care at all. <laughs> so so this right. week, this week was just so wild in the NBA, like going back a week with all the injuries and everything, the upsets, everything going on, the blowing 25 point leads. Shout out yes. Terrence Mann, right? 39 yes. points. For the Clippers, oh. what an amazing performance. Um, but this summer we had the Olympics, and I know you never played in them, but you did spend some time with Team USA basketball. Just talk to us about that and just how special it is to just wear your country's jersey, especially knowing when the Olympics are coming up. I can't wait. Me and my wife are huge fans. We will be watching the opening ceremonies and every minute we can of the Olympics. Yeah, it is so amazing and and special just not only to watch, like you said, I mean, I'm super excited uh, to watch Team USA and uh, anytime you see that uniform, the red, white and blue, it just it really is something special. And so, yeah, putting it on, I had the the privilege to be able to do that um, for three years while I was in college and playing different international tournaments with with USA basketball. And, and wow, not only is it just such an honor to play uh, and represent your country, but it's another just great experience to um, to grow as a player. I mean, it was those tryouts and trials, um, the practices leading up to just competing against the best in the country to even make the team is something that is you can't get there anywhere. You can't get that anywhere else. I mean, you, they bring in the best of the best. Um, and for, you know, trials for three days or five days or whatever it is, and you really get to see what you're made of in those circumstances. And then again, just playing with the best players in the country at your age level, uh, is really, really special. Uh, and then being able to go win a medal, um, you know, for, for the U S and, and to represent, there's nothing like it. So I am super excited. We have got just an amazing team. I, I love watching these these women play and uh, to see them be able to do it all together again and, and hopefully you'll get another gold. I, I can't wait. It is super exciting to watch. And it's, I mean, my favorite thing about the Olympics is, I mean, like we all know basketball and you know, you know, track and field, like these sports, but like when they put, like you said, when they put on the red, white, and blue, like I'll be you know, Florida State, Labor Day night, passionate about like javelin and like shot put. No yeah. offense to anybody like that's doing this stuff. Cause I know we've got a good team with our track and field. We had Coach Argro on, but like I'll be like screaming at the TV over javelin. And I'm just like, all right, I got I it. But it is, you know, and like uh, we talk, we talk about uh, some Florida State Olympic folks. We've got some spoiler alert, we've got some uh, interviews coming up with, you know, Nick and we're trying to work on Katrina and st- different stuff like that. So, Obviously, that's a ton of fun to watch as well, right? Because you you kind of have both sides of the coin where you're cheering for FSU folks and Americans. But yeah, I mean, just from all the all the athletes that we've been able to watch over the years, like I was watching a, a Ledecky qualifier earlier, and she's just like the most amazing athlete ever, you know, and, and Biles and just everybody else. It's yeah. it's a ton of fun to watch. Did you? And I know you did, you didn't go to the Olympics, but you just in playing around and being around Team USA. Was there anybody that and maybe this kind of bleeds over into starting to talk about your career as, as well, but, um, or your, your pro career, but was there anybody you met through like team USA that was just like, that kind of like sticks out. Like you were like, Oh my goodness, I cannot believe I just, you know, met this person or, you know, whether it be like from a, from a, from the women's team or the men's team or just anywhere in all. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, some of the 
women that I played with uh, during those years, like Sue Bird. Uh, I, she was on my, she was a point guard for one of the teams I played with. And I mean, just that experience alone of getting to know her and, and understanding the, the talent level that she had even back in college um, was an amazing experience that I, you know, I take with me today and, and, and just really, really cherished. And, um, and yeah, so my, um, it was the 2000, it was summer of 2000. Um, our, we had a team USA, we had gone and, and done, I think we had gone and played like in the Jones cup, which is over in Taiwan. Um, and then our special prize was to come and help the team USA, like the, the actual Olympic team, uh, play a scrimmage against them, a game against them in Hawaii. And so all the great, you know, the 2000 Olympic team, um, we played them, they, they killed us. Uh, but it was so much fun to, to be um, on the same court and playing with those, those amazing women. Um, and so, you know, it was all the, the great players. And so, you know, that, just that experience, again, of being around the best of the best, it really shows you what you're made of. It, it, it helps you to determine, like, is this, is this something I want to do? Do I want to work to be great um, and, to, and to try to be at this level and stay at this level? Um, there's nothing like it, but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, just to watch the excellence of I, like we're, you know, they have a, sh a channel now of USA like trials. They show all the trials at Olympic trials. <laughs> like, even watching that, like just a different comment. Uh, I was watching like the diving, like when they both dive at the same time and do, I don't even know yeah. the name of it. I've never seen it before. I don't know how I missed that, but I watched it for like hours on end. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable how, you know, at the top of their game and their sport, these people are, and, and it's fascinating. And so, yeah, I'm super excited to see everybody. We, uh, we got robbed of a lot of sports and a lot of stuff last year. So I'm glad that it's all kind of like coming back around and this summer is going to be a ton of fun with, it'll basically, Richie, it'll basically be like the NHL finals, then the NBA finals, and then the Olympics, like right then it's like, let's go. And then, you know, actually Wimbledon's like right before that too. So I'm a, we've had Jen on a ton. I'm a big tennis fan. And so, yeah, it's, it, July is going to be fun. So, um, all right. So we talked a little bit about you playing there. We didn't ask you about this the first time you were on, but, um, you played for seven years in the WNBA. Is that correct? Um, yeah, a few more, like a, a few more than that, eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm wrong, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, trying to look it up yeah. and I'll tell you, like no. the disparity with it is, it's tough. I was looking up the different years. I saw that um, it was a long time ago. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was what? I, not a lot of people are able to play a professional sport for that long, like nearly a decade, right? Even yeah. if TJ get, cuts a couple of year, years off, what is it <laughs> like to be at that highest level for that long? And and how? How much do you feel like you gleaned from that experience and in, in be able to put like into your into back into your players or coaching or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I never imagined that I would play that long. I mean, coming out of college, I was kind of surprised that I even got drafted and thought, oh, you know, this will be fun for a few years and I'll just move on and, you know, go. I, I also got my degree in education. So I was like, I'll just, you know, play a few years and then go be a teacher or whatever. Um, but it does, it, it really, 
uh, it gets in into you, you know, and, and opportunity to make money playing the sport that you love um, and, and to be a professional and to see the world and, and play on these different teams, play at the highest level uh, like the, the WNBA is is special and so why would i have wanted to give that up i don't know what i was thinking at the beginning i and so um yeah i it was again an amazing experience to not only play in the WNBA uh and play you know in this amazing league that was still kind of emerging back when i came in i came in uh, i think the fourth year of the league the fourth or fifth year of its existence um so it still it was emerging and growing and that was really, really, a, you know, just eye-opening to me um, and helped me grow as a person again. And then also, you know, the WNBA is only in the summer. Um, so the majority of the players and what I did as well is go overseas and play during like the normal basketball season in the the, the winter. And so I was in Spain um, in the, in, during that time of year for about eight or nine years. And again, Another opportunity to do what I love, see the world, uh, meet amazing people. Um, I actually met my my husband. I, I met him over in Spain way back long ago, and so um, you know, it's it was everything for me that professional career. But I'm thankful for Florida State and what Coach Sue did to prepare me, um, you know, to be player, the caliber of player to go on and play professionally, but also I, I really think that the the character that I developed here at Florida State and, and on her team and her program helped me as well because it's not an easy lifestyle. Uh, you've got to have great character. You've got to know how to do the little things, be a great teammate, roll with the punches, um, be about everybody else and, and to find your way. And so I feel really blessed to be prepared in that way as well and, and to have had a career as a professional. Um, how awesome I, I, have you been back recently, but like, how awesome is Spain? Like how, I mean, yeah. I'm a little jealous that like, and I feel like it's so underrated. Like everybody thinks about like Germany and, you know, Paris, of course, and England. Yeah. Everywhere. So like Spain is just unreal. Awesome. Um, my wife and I did a trip to Barcelona and Madrid and it was oh. just, yeah, it was, and I can't wait to go back. It was like right before everything kind of went down and now it's like nobody can leave the country or come back <laughs> or go or anything. But man, I want to go back so bad and go to some more of those coastal towns and um, yes. Valencia and all these other places too, because Spain is is fantastic. What, what um, TJ is not telling you is that he planned those trips and made his wife go to soccer matches with him throughout the entire trip. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you would have, my wife had a great time at the soccer matches. Like, They're so fun. First of all, they are less than two hours. So, like, we, we got to the end of the game in Barcelona, like, watching, like, Messi and all these guys, and she's like, oh, is that, like, halftime? And I was like, no, 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 it's over. Like, we're going we're going out now, you know? And so, first of all, she loved that. Um, second, I like the passion. I mean, it's like a college football game. So, um, no, they were, they were really fun. Um, I kind of lost my spot here talking about Barcelona. I got all messed up. No, oh, Spain's the best. It's the, it's absolutely best. I went to a bunch of Madrid, Real Madrid football games. When I, yeah. I actually, I say football, football. Um, I because I played in Madrid. I was on yeah. a team there my last year, and so it, it's a totally different experience because you go. Um, First of all, I was in like the the fourth row and the people I was, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. We were up close. Like that's when Ronaldo Cristiano played yeah. for them and Sergio Ramos and all these like yeah. 
Shakira's husband, like all these guys are on that team. <laughs> And I'm going, it's so cool. We're so close. And they're like, no, these are bad seats. Like the good seats are up top where you can see everything. Like yeah. they are super fans that are totally into the game. Um, yeah. But it is, you go, you bring your little sandwich for halftime. You don't get up. There's no other fanfare. There's nothing like, there's no like in-game entertainment. It is yeah. about Just the, the game. game. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Like it's the coolest thing. It's totally different. And just the passion and the, the, what the fans know. And, and it's just about the soccer. Nothing else um, is like, no, is like no, no other sport, nothing else in the world. So I'm with you. I, I love it. And yes, I can't wait to go back to Spain either. Yeah, <laughs> You, you kind fantastic. of, TJ kind of hinted at it. Like uh, the passions like that of a college football game. Yeah. How nice is it to work at, at a university where you have huge recruiting weekends that you can kind of put around college football games? You know, obviously, uh, TJ, myself, well, we cannot wait to get back into Dope Campbell Stadium the Sunday of Labor Day against Notre Dame, 100% capacity, throw the mask away. It's just going to be nice to be back to normal. Um, but how cool is it to have that? You know, we had John Puck on our podcast last week, and he said, yeah, I came for a football game. That's not what made my decision. I love, you know, Coach Jones and Florida State in general. But how nice is it to have that extra bonus of having, hey, we're going to go to this little event that has 80,000 screaming fans all cheering for Florida State. It's so nice. And we do. We try to have our official visits and any unofficial visits as well. Just getting people here for that atmosphere because it is where you truly see how special uh, Seminole sports are and, and the fan base and and so much of just what we're about as a university, not just that we're just about football here, but just the passion for Florida State and to see that up close and personal and what it means to people and and it is is like no other experience. And so yeah, we're we are so excited as well for this upcoming football season. Not just so we can recruit, but I, I'm just excited about what Coach Norbell has been doing and, and the buzz that they're building. I know they're working their tails off to to be really, really good on the field. And so yeah, we are super pumped uh for the Notre Dame game, Labor Day weekend and uh, and for everything else that comes after that, we're going to have people here. People are already dying to come. I mean, people are calling <laughs> us going, hey, we want to come visit. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Like, sure, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, it's a really exciting time just in general at Florida State, but also, you know, in the in the sports world. Uh, getting back to normal, and the, like you said, 100% capacity in, at Doak. There's nothing like it. Yeah, on only – it's been a rough couple of years, but the only team playing on Sunday night, primetime game, Notre Dame. I mean, like, yeah, you you couldn't write it better for for an opening weekend. Like, we're all getting like goosebumps, ready to get back up there. We're like, hurry up, summer. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of big time, we, uh, I'm sure you saw the tweet. I'm sure you saw the stat, uh, the stats that came out just on the momentum around women's sports. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, football is always going to get their shine and. Obviously, you know, both basketball teams really, you know, are on TV a lot um, or both both men's and women's basketball is on TV a lot. Um, baseball gets their shine. But like the the Women's College World Series doing just ridiculous numbers, both in person and on TV, the women's um, soccer final, obviously Florida State in both of those championship contests um, having their most viewed uh, 
tournament ever. Uh, what is, you know, what do you think is leading to that? Why, why is, why now are women's sports just taking such a, say such have such momentum, right? Like I can't even get the words out, but like, why are things picking up so much now? Cause we've always been a big supporter of like everything, but like, man, everything right now just seems to be trending so positively in women's sports. And it's, it's really neat to see. Yeah. I I think it's, it, it is really cool to, it's, that people are, I mean, for lack of a better term, just waking up to the fact that uh, how great women's sports are. And I, I think there is a couple things that actually led to that. I mean, um, you know, just it, we've always talked about just exposure for women's sports. That's all it takes. If we can get the exposure, if we can get eyes on what we're doing, people are going to fall in love with it. And you saw that with softball. I mean, they're talking about just people giving it a chance, turning it on and really falling in love with softball, you know, college softball. They were talking about that on the broadcasts, um, you know, while Florida State's playing. And same thing with soccer, with, with basketball. Um, you know, if you can just get people to watch and pay attention one time, two times, they usually convert into fans. And I think that um, the pandemic, honestly, help that uh you know i hate to say that but like while people were home and searching for more things to watch uh, you heard the WNBA talk about that a lot that um you know where people wanted to watch basketball while they're home and the WNBA is on after, after you know during the summer um and during the fall and and a lot of people tuned in you know people are hungry for sports right now and so they will watch you know, pretty much anything. Like I said, I turned on the Olympic, you know, trials channel, you know, and, um, but it's the same thing. And, and it, so it's really super exciting. Again, the other thing I think with social media and the way that female athletes have been using their platforms um, to either stand up for things like social justice or to speak out about the exposure that their sport is getting or to speak out about the treatment of women in, in sport or what, whatever it may be, um, using their platforms really, really intelligently um, and, and to, to really, you know, get, again, gain that exposure. People are paying attention to stuff like that. And so it leads to paying attention to what they, they're doing on the field or on the court. And so it's a really exciting time like you guys have always known and I've always known women's sports are awesome. Florida state women's sports have been good. Uh, you know, soccer and softball and tennis have represented us so well track and field. I mean, now we got beach volleyball, just, uh, you know, killing it. I mean, it's, it, it's really, really exciting at Florida state, but also just nationwide and worldwide. And, and I'm so excited to be part of it and, and to be able to witness it and, and hopefully bring some more excitement to you through Florida state women's basketball. Yeah. We we've talked about this. We watched, and we told you this the last time you were on, but we watched you guys beat Florida, like with, with CEO <laughs> Alford on. And like, it was terrible radio for anybody that was watching it live. Cause we were all like, we're just not going to say anything for this 45. So we're going to watch, make sure they hit these free throws and we can go home happy. But uh, no, same thing with that. Like Richie and I went to, Orlando when Jen and them played in the sweet 16 um, to upset tech or they beat Texas A&M um, yeah. Rich and I went to that and that was a ton of fun. My wife played softball. And so we watched every game of the, of the tournament all the way up until the last pitch, you know, like um, 
you know, soccer, my, soccer, we were, my kids were in like, my kids had like RSV or something. And I'm like watching on my phone. And I was like, can you put that away, please? And I was like, it's all right. The doctor will be fine. So yeah, like the excitement around it is so fantastic. And yeah, we had Brooke Niles on and, and beach volleyball was fantastic this year. So yeah, women's sports in general are fantastic, but women's sports at Florida state are just, yeah. just otherworldly. Like they are real, like they showed the standings. I think it was during the softball. They showed the standings for this college cup. And of course, like Sanford's always like number one and stuff, but like we were right there. Like we were like top five, like in, in like women's sports nationally, you know, and, mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of the men's sports do really, really well. You know, football's the program that's always, you know, put Florida state on the map and baseball has been great. And coach Hamilton has a great program and golf was number one for the whole year. But like the women's sports here are ridiculously good. Um yeah. So during the bad years of football and stuff, we, we appreciate you guys for, for lifting some spirits. Yeah. Um, so cool. Well, hey, Coach, we appreciate you a ton um, for hanging out. We kept you a little long tonight, but we we really enjoyed it and, and appreciate your time a ton. We're excited to get up there and see everybody for the, the Notre Dame weekend and then excited for you guys' season to start just a couple months later. And we'll definitely come up to some games for it. It'll be fun. Awesome. Thank you guys so much again for having me. It's always so fun hanging out and appreciate everything you guys do. Can't wait to see you in person. Yay. Yeah, it'll be fun. Can't wait. Thank you so much again for hanging out. Thank you guys. Take care. Take care. coach. Brooke Wyckoff of FSU Women's Hoops. Every time we have another guest on, I always say like, oh man, that was like, she really is awesome. She was fun to, um, fun to talk with so much experience from, playing at FSU and then playing in the pros, playing internationally, playing for Team USA, and then now um, an assistant coach, but then an interim head coach for a season. And, man, uh, she's going to make a fantastic head coach one day. Um, Hopefully it's not for a little while so we can keep her here for uh, quite a while and she can just take over. But um, awesome to have her on. She's she's fantastic for sure. Yeah, she was great. She always is. you know, her between her and Sue, like I see why all these five star women's basketball recruits are interested in Florida State and uh, seem to be uh, in that top five with the, all the blue bloods that they they have a great first class program they're running over there. They really do. And it'll be exciting. Like I said, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like we're going to have to find a weekend where it's <laughs> like a we can just take a long weekend and like the women play on Thursday, the men play on Friday, and then there's a football game Saturday. And we can just go to like knock all three out in one trip. It's hard because you want to go. We have all these coaches on and you develop relationships and you're chatting with them and you want to see the best happen for them. But it's hard to make these four hour trips for every single sport. So you got to knock out a few <laughs> while they're in town, you know, like next year we're going to have to see a baseball and softball game the same weekend. Like that's just how it's going to have to happen. Uh, Cause my wife's not putting up with 50 trips to Tallahassee uh, in, in the, in the next year. So um, whoever's out there doing the scheduling, if you want us there, <laughs> try and try and clump as many sports together as you can. Um, all right. We'll, we'll be quick. We'll wrap up here and, and go double fries. No slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee street and 2550 North Monroe. We still have the challenge going on. Um, we're going to extend it by another week or maybe two. Finally starting to get some pictures trickling in. I know that it maybe just took a while for people to start um, realizing kind of what we were doing. But if you take a picture of your order at Guthrie's and you tag us on Instagram or Twitter, or Facebook, I guess, if anybody uses that still. But if you tag us on Instagram <laughs> or uh, Twitter or Facebook, whichever, um, with your order, 
you'll get entered to win a drawing for a free Yeti cooler. Um, that's a Yeti cooler from Guthrie's. Also, if you just go by there and tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you, you'll get a free drink out of the deal. We That was going to run out today, but I spoke with them. Um, started to see a lot of traction with that. A lot of people going in and getting that last week. So we want there to be more people entered in. We want to give away more free drinks. So we're going to extend that for another week or two. So just stay on the lookout for that. We'll keep you guys updated. Maybe we'll run it through that July 4th um, weekend. So there'll be two more weeks. So go by either Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Tell them we sent you and get a free drink on us. Um, Richie, a little bit of football news. And then I think that may kind of wrap it up and we'll get out of here. But uh, what's going on over there on the gridiron? Yeah, Florida State got a commitment today from uh, Omar Omar Graham Jr. out of Fort Lauderdale, a 6'1", 205-pound linebacker, uh, three-star, 605 overall nationally. Uh, a good get, I think, for Florida State and Coach Marv. You know, when the dead period ended on June 1st, he took an official visit to Miami. Uh, they were really high on him. You know, there's conflicting reports if they felt the same afterwards coming out or not, but, you know, he definitely – did not have to make a decision yet, but chose to say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to jump on with Florida State and Coach Norvell. Um, again, a South Florida product, really good pickup. Uh, had a couple other South Florida products on campus this uh, weekend, including uh, none other than Shade, Shade Tree Jones's kid, Marvin Jones Jr., was on campus. That's a huge official visit. Some thoughts that Florida State may have been falling behind on his recruitment. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, a nice get picking up Omar Graham Jr. And uh, it just seems like it's a rotating, revolving door of five, four and five star kids just coming to visit Florida State right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've talked about this. You got to win. You got to you got to get them to sign. But it's a good start, man. They got to come on for campus first. So it's it's a progression for sure. Um, all right, I think that's all we have. A little bit of football news. We wanted to kind of feature Brooke tonight and appreciate her coming on. Um, oh, you know what? You mentioned this in her interview, but. Uh, well, you know what? I really shouldn't give you the chance to cover this because you were asleep during it. But uh, how about Terrence Mann the other night? Oh, oh my goodness. Was he not fantastic? So I was so furious at myself because I, I don't stay up late for these games. Like I'll stay up it, when we get to like game five, six of the conference finals and, and then the NBA finals. I'll watch them all. But I'm not watching the Western Conference semis. You know, that end at 11 o'clock Eastern on a weeknight. And even I think this is a Friday night. So I, I really don't have an excuse, but I'm using it. But Terrence, man, my goodness, 14 for 25 from the field. It's always going to be remembered as a Terrence man game, right? He did what LeBron was unable to do with Anthony Davis out. He said, I'm going to put the team on my back and we're going to advance. And I, I could not be happier. Like the 48th pick in the NBA draft, no one thought he was ever going to get drafted. He wasn't invited to the NBA combine, went to the G League combine, balled out, just killed the 10-day uh, summer league out there to get the NBA invite to where, you know, Doc Rivers, uh, when he was with the Clippers at the time, says, yeah, let's, let's give this guy a chance. And to drop 39 points in a closeout game against the number one seed in the West, the Utah Jazz, like shout out coach Hamilton, shout out Terrence man and shout out his mom. Uh, for those of you that don't know she lost her job as a head woman's coach in college, his senior year and called it a blessing in disguise. Cause she got to watch all of his games his senior year at Florida state. And then I'm sure she was there in person live to see what he did Friday night, 39 points in a 
closeout game in the uh, conference semifinals. Amazing. Like I would, I have not been that happy for a Florida state pro in a long time, but he deserved it, man. Um, and don't forget, Richie's gotten his little subtle jabs in at, uh, at LeBron, but he <laughs> slept through the entire thing. Like Richie legitimately slept through the entire thing. So, um, Pretty impressive though. Like he definitely, I'll go the I'll go the positive route because I'm not a hater, but he definitely channeled his inner Kobe there. Like that's who like he just went off. Like I don't know if he hashtagged it after, but mama mentality. So uh, and this was after he put Rudy Gobert on a poster, like in, in game. Dude, five. he's got some ups. Like he he's got I mean, it is impressive. I'm not trying to take away. He does it every game. Like I'm not <laughs> trying to say it's not impressive that he does it, but he's like every game he's dunking on somebody else's head. Like, yeah, and I'm not trying to take away from it. It's just like Oh yeah, Rudy Gobert was just game five victim. Like he did it in game four, yeah. and he did it in game six. And uh, well, the fact that Gobert is like a three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, like he put him on an absolute poster oh, yeah. in game five, and then didn't get in, the, in game six in the closeout. Yeah. You know, not not quite as uh, you know emphatic as it was in in game five, but still, man, Rudy Gobert is going to have nightmares that he's going to wish he had <laughs> never. He's going to wish he had never touched those microphones and ruined Florida State's chance at winning a NCAA championship. So what I'll say is, I don't know if you caught any, I don't know if you flipped over at all with the coverage, but man, talk about Mama mentality. Devin Booker is ridiculous and yeah. the Clippers are going to have to figure something out because yeah. they, they played him close. I, you know, I'm not saying that series is over by any means. It's in but, Phoenix, yeah. It, but it was also without Chris Paul. Like they played without yeah, CP3, exactly. you know? Yeah. And so oh. like <laughs> Phoenix is nasty uh, and Devin Booker is amazing. So they're going to. Are we going to get a Phoenix Atlanta finals? Because that would be terrible for TV. What's the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that. I mean, you you make all the LeBron. Like the ratings for this finals are going to be terrible. Yeah. Like with LeBron they need, they out, needed LeBron. They Brooklyn needed LeBron. out. Yeah. You know, LeBron, Brooklyn. I, I guess if you get the Clippers, you know, there's enough of a Kawhi fan base to like maybe make people care, but I think, I don't know that it's much bigger than Phoenix is, you know, and then, yeah. then Brooklyn gets booted. Boston's not in it. Um, you think about the remaining teams, I guess Milwaukee would kind of be interesting. I think Milwaukee Phoenix would probably be the most fun, but I, gosh, who cares? Yeah. Right? Like, who cares yeah. at all? I mean, it's a star driven league. So like uh, you need a guy like Giannis in there, right? You, you have yeah. to have somebody like big time star power. Cause as much as, you know, we love Terrence Mann and the Clippers, they're, they're kind of, they have Paul George, yeah, but they're really missing that elite. Yeah, star without power. Kawhi there, yeah. without Kawhi, yeah, if he's injured, then yeah, it probably doesn't matter. I mean, I guess the Suns, you you get Chris Paul and Booker, uh, you know, they're not on the level of Giannis or obviously Harden yeah. or those guys. LeBron, um, yeah, right, AD, any of them, right? Like they're yeah. he's kind of like that next. But I'm saying he is for real though. Like he's going to be uh, Booker is going to be one of those guys in the yeah. league, like very soon. And, and so um, is Trey Young. My goodness, Trey Young is outstanding. And, and I hate giving Atlanta fans credit for anything, but you guys have a stud in Trey Young. Well, that game's close, man. It's it's 48 46 at halftime. We're going to get off here and, and won't be with you guys for the end of it. He only has nine points. He's one for 12 from the field, so he's not playing super well. Ooh. But uh, Atlanta's finding a way. I try and give him some Holy. props, and, uh, and TJ hits him with some facts. So. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, th I think he's going to finish with 30 and the Hawks are going to win. Just a yeah. random out of nowhere prediction for someone who has not watched a second of the game. <laughs> I could see it for sure. Um, all right, cool. So I think that's it for us today. Do you have any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh, not really. No shout out to you, TJ and all the fathers out there, you know, happy father's day. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. You got to relax. Even if you had to 
do the cooking or grilling, but hopefully everybody had a great father's day and got to enjoy that with their, you know, father or son. Cause it's, it's a very special day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll, 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 I'll throw it back your way. Shout out you. I know this is uh, I know this is a tough day, not the easiest day for you. So I'm glad that you were able to spend some time with your family and your mom come over. Um, but there's a lot of people that uh, father's day is not the easiest for, for whatever reason, whether that be like a strained relationship or a father that's passed or, isn't in their life or whatever. So, um, you know, our thoughts are, our thoughts are with you and, and the people that may fall into that category as well. Our thoughts are also with, um, coach Mike white. Uh, hopefully he <laughs> was able to celebrate today with, uh, with his dad, Leonard Hamilton. Um, because it, you know, we always want to, we always want to pay tribute to those that, uh, <laughs> that do the most. So anyway, um, shout out the website real quick, double fries, We've tried to really branch out from just the podcast, just the hour or so that we spend with you guys, on Sunday nights, we try to try to bring content um, just about every day of the week. Um, Tuesday afternoon, Ed Kennedy will have another preview dropping um, of our next opponent. Is it ULM second week? Um, I don't even know who we. Uh, Jacksonville who we State. Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Is that right? Florida State. Well, one of the few guaranteed wins we have. Yeah, because we have, I believe we have UMass the week right before Florida to close out the non-conference yeah. with, yeah, with Notre right. Dame week one. Yeah, Jacksonville State. So his preview of Notre Dame was fantastic. It's one of the most viewed articles that we've ever had on the website. So go check out the preview of Notre Dame from last week. And then we've got another one dropping on Jacksonville State. Ed puts a lot of work into that. Ed um, has an editing, writing, and media degree from Florida State. And so he does some other stuff. Obviously, he's got a main gig that he has, but, uh, does a good job with, with, uh, editing for the site. Um, and so we're proud of him. Ed does a great job. Go check those out. And then there's other stuff on there too. Um, Dustin Franklin does a, a piece every week on diamond Knowles and the pros. So you can keep up with Buster and Taylor walls and Kevin cash and all those guys there. Uh, DJ Stewart continues to hit monster home runs just about every other day in Baltimore. So, um, Richie and I, and, and Michael settle and some other guy and Harlan all kind of pitch in and, and hit an article here or there, but there's some good stuff coming on the website this summer. Um, so go check it out for sure. Double fries, no slot.com shout out Hunter Hunter um, tunes in every week. Blowing up the chat, man. Blowing us up. Hey, your NC state Wolfpack had an impressive, impressive win yeah, yesterday. Very nice. Um, very nice. Had to hold on there late. Cause it got a little dicey there in, in the seventh and eighth innings, but uh, ended up winning and uh, you always want to win game one in, in Omaha. So Best of luck to them. I, I will not bring myself to do the cowardly thing and cheer for a conference like our um, neighbors to the southeast. Think about the direction there. But um, I will cheer for NC State just for Hunter because Hunter's like our biggest fan. So Hunter likes to show more than my wife does. So um, shout out Hunter and shout out NC State. Hopefully they can bring home a World Series. Also like underdogs. Like they're, I mean, if they were to win, like that'd be that'd be an underdog story. So yeah, cool big time. Um, all right, you got to so, – oh, one more thing. Harlan Harris usually produces with us tonight. Um, you know, I don't want to air his business out everywhere, but just shout out uh, Harlan. Hope everything goes well tonight. I know that he couldn't make it just due to some stuff going on. Um, he's fine, so, like, nobody freak out or anything. But, like, just shout out Harlan. Hopefully you're having a good night if you watch this later. Um, you got a song for us, Richie, to get out here? Yeah, the, one last shout out. Shout out John Rahm, man. The, the guy uh, – Lost one point six million dollars having being forced to withdraw from uh, uh, the memorial two weeks ago at <laughs> Jack's place um, with the 
positive COVID test heading into the final round. Came back, won the U.S. Open today. Great TV. We talked about it for a second. Um, I, I'm thinking of Terrence Mann, and and I'm trying to think of a song. All I can think of is Drake back to back because it starts off, you know, oh man, oh man. So I, I guess I'll go with that just because Terrence Mann, man. My wife even was happy. She's like, I remember him. He's the guy with the hair, right? She's like, is that the guy that plays for the Magic? I'm like, no, that's John Isaac. Terrence Mann is the other guy with the hair. And she's she was just, when I told her like the actual story of, you know, 48 pick overall, blah, blah, blah. She's like, that's a really cool story. I'm like, yeah, it's freaking amazing. And I'm pissed that I slept through it. But <laughs> g- give me Drake uh, back to back in honor of Terrence. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's get it. Hey, we may have a pop. We we teased another pop-up episode after a John Pock interview, which if you haven't watched, you should go check it out. Um, we interviewed John Pock last Wednesday. You can check it out anywhere that you found this. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, hit the media button and scroll back until you see that video of John Pock. We have a pop-up episode coming most likely tomorrow, minus something crazy kind of happening. So uh, I'll just tell you it's another FSU coach coming back uh, to chat with us again. So pop-up episode coming tomorrow evening. Come hang out with your boys, um, and we will see you guys then. Until then, go Knowles. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Ooh, very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. Yeah, and fuck you left the boy no options. I wanna see my niggas go insane. You gon' make me step out of my fucking frame. You gon' make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. You gon' make me go out of my fucking way. I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in a rave playing AR app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad. But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap. I mean, ooh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up. Second floor tussies getting shoulder rubs. This for y'all to think that I don't write enough. They just mad cause I got the Midas touch. You love it and you gotta get a world tour. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga. I'm not the type of nigga that a type of niggas. And shout to all my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. Make sure you hit them with the Get me going back to back. Yeah, going back to back. I got the drink, get me going back to back. Yeah, I'm going back to back. I don't wanna hear about the Sabbath again. Not even when she tell him that they better as friends. Not even when you're saying Drizzy, tell him again. I've been putting on the show, it was a sellout event. Oh, you need better seating. I didn't wanna do it, gave me every reason. What I'm trying to make is I don't ever need him Seen what you do for fame or what you do for freedom Please, check them for a while or a earpiece Please, please do not let these niggas nail me Please, think before you come for the great one Please, who's a real nigga and who ain't one Please, somebody stop me I'm talking Bolsi and Guan and Wasi. I got the fest in five days and it's my shit Soon as a nigga hit the stage They gon' they gon ask if I can play the shit back to back yeah, 
They want it back to back. They gon' ask if I can play this shit back to back. I took a break from views, now it's back to that nigga. Six, 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 six.